Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. And then he came back home and he was like, I really wish you hadn't have said that because it was a joke and now everybody thinks that I come like Chewbacca. to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things we were told you couldn't talk about. Like this incredible life hack that I was told on the weekend by a friend of mine. So when she goes out, she um, she goes on a date, she goes on a night out, whatever it is, she wears a panty liner and as the night goes on, she goes to the loo, she'll change the panty liner so her knickers are fresh. So if she is then in for grande with some guy, she's got fresh knickers and a fresh vagina. What a life hack. Isn't that a great life hack? Especially for us girls that live in a slightly warmer country where you can sweat in that general area. Because, you know, obviously you're gonna, I'm not saying that your vagina is gonna be a daisy even after a massive night out or like you're on a date or whatever, but what a great life hack because that is what, that's probably, you know, when you're like sweating down there and like, which you're naturally doing anyway, but she also like changes it throughout the night, so, you're not just sitting on one. And also panty liners, they're tiny. They but panty liners, panty liners should not just be reserved for periods. Our vaginas are self-cleaning beautiful machines. And there's, you know, there's discharge there around the clock every month. Actually, panty liners should be worn pretty much every day. I think so. Just putting that out there. I would worry that it... That's why there's the double, you know, Sorry, that's why there's the double lining on your knickers. You know, there's the kind of the the folded flap of material on the inside. That is actually to catch discharge that generates throughout the month to clean your vagina. So I think that is an excellent tip. Isn't it? I literally, when she said it to me, yes. I was like, oh, that is wonderful. Do you know what? I've got a, I've got a, a, a fact that has actually blown my mind, Fiona Wishart. So over the last couple of months, I have been 
experiencing like real allergies and I thought oh my goodness I have got hay fever even in the depths of winter this is horrendous I was convinced that I was allergic to my dog and do you know that there is something called a period cold no have you ever heard of this no okay so I was sat down um having dinner and all of a sudden I couldn't breathe and I mean I could not even draw breath and I just felt like I was being consumed by cold and I was like I am so sick of this why is this happening and my mom just whispered, whispered in my ear she was like are you due your period and I was like what why would you uh why and she went are you and I went I'm actually due my period in the next couple of days and my period did come the next day. She said, Laura, when I was your age, I always used to get a really sore throat around my period time. And a doctor actually mentioned that there's a thing called period cold. So a couple of days before your period, your immune your immune system takes a massive hit. So that means flu-like and cold-like symptoms are extremely prevalent. Now, it thankfully dissipates when your period kind of ceases or a couple of days after, but period cold is an actual thing. So if you have cold-like symptoms and you cannot put your finger on why you have them on a reoccurring basis, monitor your cycle and chances are it's happening a couple of days before your period begins and that is what is called a period cold and nobody ever told us about that in school. I had to figure that out at 36 years old. Oh my God, I had a cold last week and I'm due my period. That's weird. Well, it could be that. And if you, mm. if you, if you Google it, um, it's when your immune system takes a, takes a hit before you're due on the, the progesterone. Is that the name of it? Progesterone? Yeah. Either way, there's an influx of chemicals that mean that you can get the sniffles, unable to breathe and sore throat and that blew my fucking mind because I basically was going to get rid of my dog because I was convinced that I was like chronically allergic to him but actually it just means I'm allergic to my womb so what am I do? <laughs> How have you oh. been darling? Yeah I'm really good um had a the longest day in the world but yeah really good I think I just want to make an announcement I'm making it sound way more interesting than it is. But I've decided okay. I've decided that after the kind of debacle of last week with the the stories and that guy finding out and then it just to update he doesn't want to see me again because of them and yeah. And um I've decided that hmm. I think that for my own sanity, I don't think I'm gonna share my dates anymore and that's not because I'm being boring but I think that I probably need to preserve one slight bit of private life <laughs> yeah no, and I, I think that's completely and fair I also I also think that I maybe so JJ and JJ once said to me don't let the podcast ruin your life and as much as absolutely not ruin my life at all I do sometimes think about the podcast first when I have mm -hmm. gone on dates because we were even saying it's day when me and him are on a call, like I sometimes will go into something and I'll think, cause you know, when you first go on a date with someone, you don't know if you're going to like them or not. So I'm immediately thinking, oh, this will make it this, either this will make a good story or like this, will, this is great content. This is a great topic, you know, whatever unfurls on the date rather than actually sitting there and being like, do I like this person for me? Not, for love bites 
So I think I need to maybe take a step back and be like, I need to start dating for me. And the only yeah. person that's done that is myself. No one's asked me to to think that way about the podcast, but because I, it just came habit because obviously every every week or at least you know where something started with someone we'd come on here and discuss it more because it's just what girls no, do I think but no I know and I think that's fair enough but I do think that certain things have to be sacred yeah. in your life and in your relationship and I think you make an extremely fair point firstly we so enjoy just being taken along for the ride so yeah. to speak it was so much fun but at the end of the day Fiona you are a real girl who yeah. has a real life with real feelings and it is important for you to live in the moment with things and I yeah. think we can all learn from that by the way it's not just you in relation to your dating like we all need to to really live in the moment of our lives social media is such a huge deterrent for so many of us um I think with you it was magnified tenfold because you were giving mm. us live updates on your on your dates and you know what sometimes I sort of feel that potentially you could have been egged on in a certain direction just for like content purposes well that's and the at thing. the end of the day you know this is this is your life and I did broach it on a previous podcast about I can totally understand why somebody wouldn't be keen with having their dates live stream <laughs> on the Love Bites Instagram channel. I mean, let's not negate the fact that to a lot of people, this would be a huge deal. I personally would not be comfortable if a guy was on a date saying, by the way, I'm just going to nip to the bathroom and tell everybody about your like wonky tits or whatever. So I think you're I think yeah. you know let's be honest like you're you're making um a valid point and you can still tell us the crack but I think you know, some things could definitely be kept totally you know, kept sacred yeah and I think that the I think that it hasn't been brought to my attention until now because I think that thus far I haven't actually really liked anyone I've gone on a date with because let's be real like when we kind of when me and you first started doing it I was kind of having a dry spell and the barber was already in my life like me and him were already seeing each other when me and you started this so he's kind of there's not been this first date with him and then when I started seeing the photographer let's be honest like I don't think I really liked him it was just like a nice to have and since then the dates I've gone on I've not really liked the person or given a crap but then this guy came along that I did actually like and then I'd experimented with the live updating or live streaming or whatever whatever I was doing and it went awry and now he doesn't want to see me again and it just made me realize like fuck that can't happen again because I can't have my actions ruin things um that I actually care about so that's my little update and I do think you're right I think that is such a good learning for us all because you're right social media is such a huge part of our lives and we need to start we need to do these things especially in romantic relationships for ourselves and not because it looks great for Instagram or it's um you know a fun story to tell your friends like I always used to say if like a funny if something funny happened like I like slept with some guy and then their mum walked in or something that hasn't happened but like all I would go home thinking is oh that was a funny story so I can tell the girls tomorrow but actually I never processed I've never processed actually how I felt about it. So mm -hmm. that's just all I had to say on that. Matter. I think 
Unless I think something rocks a, uh, my world and I'm like, fuck, this guy is like, you know, shit. Like, basically, guys, the next time you hear about me talking about some guy on the podcast, they are going to have rocked my world. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that guy's going to be my boyfriend. It just means that they've rocked my fucking socks off. So there you go. Do you know what, Fiona? I have spent the last week without a phone. Oh, I'm um, so lucky. Yeah, just, you know what? I it just stopped working and it hasn't turned on in a week. And initially I felt like my arm was cut off, <laughs> but I cannot tell you how liberating it has been to not be stuck to my phone. And I know it's super annoying because I'm hard to get in touch with in the first place but (laughs) now that I actually physically don't have a phone I'm nearly impossible I cannot tell you how I I I feel like I have developed a phone addiction and I think a lot of us have if we're if we're honest with ourselves especially girls that work in PR I mean whatever any freaking person in the world but us you know especially we're in a million group chats with clients and and you name it um and then you have social media on top of that and I just sort of found that I wasn't truly living in the moment Mm. and my sister is here from Australia and I haven't seen her in you know two and a half years and it's the first time I've met my nephew I really took this opportunity to set my phone aside live in the moment live in the here and now not obsess about getting back to whatsapps checking group messages checking social media and it has just been a game changer so on that thread I think you're making a great decision and live in the moment on your dates and assess somebody for how much you truly like them, not what you think is going to sound good or or um comedic on the on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm here for it. And do you know, do you know what as well, Fiona? I think it's very important. Um, I think we do this podcast and at times we I don't think we toy with people's emotions at all. However, I found that I've been quite, um, like even with my boyfriend, he mentioned that he doesn't really want to be talked about and stuff. Well, that hasn't happened. I talk about him pretty often. But it was when he never asks about what we discuss on the podcast. He doesn't want to know. And I think that's, you know, I think it's a good way to manage it. But he was on the golf course recently. And one of the guys that he was playing with made reference. Remember the time I... I mentioned to you that like he joked and he came like Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, as he was taking a golf swing, one of the guys went, or whatever fucking noise Chewbacca makes. And my boyfriend was like, what the fuck was that? And he was like, oh, my girlfriend said that you came like that once, Flora. And he was like, oh, right. Ha ha ha. Very funny. And then he came back home and he was like, I really wish you hadn't have said that because it was a joke. And now everybody thinks that I come like Chewbacca. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, like, come on. It was funny. And he was like, I asked you not to speak about it. And I was like, after, you know what? He actually did ask me not to speak about things. And when I'm speaking to you, Fiona, I don't think that anybody else listens. So I feel like it's just you and I having a conversation. And then somebody will reference it on the golf course. And my boyfriend is fucking mortified. And I've realized I even have to like tighten my lips so to speak because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings I would hate to hurt anybody's feelings at all never mind somebody that I care about and love so deeply um but anyways he did come like Chewbacca and it was funny but 
Well, that's the thing. I feel like why our podcast is the way it is is because it's just two girls having a conversation. But I think that what you and I forget is that how many people are listening. Well, it's like those stories. I, you know, anything, everything that I put on the stories was nothing I wouldn't have written on a girl's WhatsApp group. So like, you know, me saying I'm in the loo, um, we haven't kissed yet, but there's a kiss in the air. What do I do? Who makes the first move? I've pretty much sent that exact message before at, when I've been on a date or like, um, guys, my knickers are staying firmly on, but we've just kissed. Every single update I made was, you know, the same update that I would have given a girl's WhatsApp group. It just un- was unfortunate that the girl's WhatsApp group was 2,200 people, not the five. <laughs> Well, listen, we're new, anyway, we're new for next learn. time. Let's and... learn. It's fine. And I'm not, and I obviously we're, this we're is not, just We're not so... here to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, like I'm not saying we're like desensitizing our podcast or anything, but I think that we, I'm going to, I don't want to live the podcast um, at the expense of someone else. So that's just, anyway, that's all I had to say. <laughs> my little announcement of my dating life. So I'm very excited for the next guy that uh, comes along and rocks my world because that's the next time you guys are going to be hearing about it. It's going to be weird. It's going to be really difficult. It's going to be like, you know, it's like I'm an addict. So Fiona, <laughs> can you briefly fill us in? Did that, did that guy just say he wasn't cool with it and he didn't appreciate it or what happened? Uh, no, so I just said, listen, like, I'm I'm sorry I like left he didn't reply to my last message so I just left it a day and then I um, obviously we'd already recorded the episode that we had out last week and then I just sent a message saying look I'm pretty sure you don't want to see me again um but I just want to say I'm really sorry um like nothing was meant with bad intent or you know it was just banter it's not like anything bad and essentially he just sorry my email's going who is emailing this time of night um but he just didn't want to see me again. So well, I just have to live with that now. Um, do you know fine. what though? I really do admire Fiona, like you saying sorry, because I've been a notorious huffer my whole life. And I also have an issue with saying sorry. And as I get older and I'm more self-aware and things, I do say sorry a lot more often without a sorry but because just saying sorry but and then justifying the reasons why you did it isn't really a sorry and you know saying sorry doesn't like compliments it doesn't have to be rations so I do think good for you for actually apologizing because I probably would have been like oh for fuck's sake it was just a joke get over it like whatever but no. actually you did have to apologize because you 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 know he i felt bad well, so i mean I it was a to. nice thing to do yeah i know it was a nice thing to do yeah. i'm also not i'm not a huffer and i'm not um fem- i i uh i if there are obviously t- if i really felt like he was being unreasonable and it was completely like you know like if I if I thought he was being unreasonable I wouldn't have said sorry the way I did and I wouldn't have got upset the way I did 
for upsetting him if I had. So I think that was a, probably a good gauge because my reaction to his reaction was quite like, oh my God, I feel so awful. Um, it wasn't like, oh my God, what yeah. the fuck? But I rarely go, oh my God, what the fuck? Like I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I haven't, let me go, I haven't do that um, because I'm so, I'm such a chronic people pleaser. Um, but anyway, anyways, that's that. And Laura Rooney, we have not done a letter in a really long time. I'm so excited. I've really missed our letters. Me too. I really I'm sorry, them. everyone. Um, Tell me what the crack is. For this <laughs> there's week. me again saying sorry. Um, right, we have a lovely letter. Thank you so much to this listener that wrote in because it's actually I read it and I was like, wow. Because we, by the way, we have quite a lot of these like on the back burner. We just haven't done it. Um, so apologies for the long delay. Um, something I this is something I suffer with so much. I can't wait to get into it. Hi girls, I wanted to get your thoughts on something that's happened far too often for me. I'm single and every time I sleep with a guy or he goes down on me, I cannot orgasm. This isn't because I'm not, he isn't doing his job. <laughs> his job, I love that. Um, but I sometimes just stop myself and I don't know why. Even if it's with someone that I've been sleeping with for ages, I just can't get out of my own head. Has this happened to you or am I just weird? First of all, absolutely. Oh no, love, you're not weird at all. Oh my goodness. It's probably, I think it's something that resonates hugely with both of us. Um, I don't know about you, Fiona, but this happens to me pretty often. And what's your weirdest what's the weirdest orgasm blocking thought that you've had? Um, so oh my god I need to get back to my clients email yeah. oh my god we don't have enough we don't have enough coverage for this month we both work in PR so any PR people will be listening do you know what I don't so I'm funny. definitely not going to say her name but um, a listener of ours is also a PR girl in Belfast and she was managing the PR for a quite a famous Irish boy band and she said she was like mid-ride and she realised she forgot to post on their social media she was obviously <gasps> managing their social media campaign so she was like mid-ride and she was like oh my god I forgot to post on insert boy band's name Instagram and she had to hop off and do that so I thought that was pretty funny and um, I have definitely been mid-shag thinking about coverage yeah. um thinking about clients thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner, thinking about, oh my goodness, did I paint the right colour blue in the living room or should I have gone for a warmer colour? What sort of prints could I put in the wall? Would it be nice if I put a shelf there? What type? I definitely need, need a new ceiling light. Fiona, the list is bloody endless. I've definitely uh, done the work thing where my ex-boyfriend, he was going down on me and I suddenly went, oh my God, I need to reply to that email. And I reached for my phone and got it. And he looked up what and he was like, hell? what are you doing? I was like, I've got to reply to this email. And he was like, well, that is like, side note, how fucked up is PR? <laughs> any Do job, you know I'm sure. But me like, of? that is classic PR. Any, no, Can't any job. Yeah. We're like, because we're chronic people pleasers. That reminds me of Anne Hathaway in The Devil Wears Prada. And when you see her running around New York, so flummoxed and so anxious. Yeah. And I just am like, God, that's basically our lives. So I've definitely, definitely had those thoughts before. And I've previously given my feedback about 
making sure you go to bed with each other at the right time because my boyfriend and I got ourselves into really bad habits where he worked shifts so naturally he would grab me at like three o'clock in the afternoon which is like prime working time and we would go up to bed and I would basically be like right we need to get this over and done with that would kind of been my mindset I wouldn't have been doing it because I particularly wanted to at that time because I was just so busy and anxious with work so then we would go up to the bedroom and I would literally be counting down the minutes until I was able to resume my workload uh, so what we have done to um, alleviate that and negate that situation is actually going to bed when we have time to lie and like have a little bit of pillow talk and a you know a bit of foreplay and you know you sometimes you just don't want to deep dive into sex first of all it is nice to lie and have a kiss and a cuddle like that's all part of foreplay and lying with each other after and not running to like needing to run off and tick tick things off your to-do list so I think Fiona so many thoughts like that are normal and they happen to everybody I think there's more thoughts though that can be a little bit more impactful on the nature of your sex life and orgasm Mm. and those are thoughts like um I read an article stating that between 10 and 15 percent of women have never orgasmed and honestly I'm not surprised because we carry the weight of everybody's opinion on our shoulders and for example this girl that is unable to orgasm when the, the guy is going down on her you know, she could be thinking to herself, how do I look down there? How do I look compared to, for example, the vagina that I saw on a porno that basically is tight and snatched and probably cosmetically altered, by the way. How do I taste? How do I smell? How do I compare to X, Y, and Z? And that, those thoughts can be a lot more off-putting. And I can guarantee that the man who has his head between your legs is just delighted to be gobbling up your vagina. I think also... He doesn't give a damn he about anything care. else. But I also think that's because I listened to this podcast and they were talking about orgasm-blocking thoughts. And the, basically, the most common orgasm-blocking thought is one that I have pretty much every single time a guy goes down on me. I go... <gasps> oh my God, am I taking too long to orgasm? Is he going to get bored? Or is he going to like think, is he thinking, shit, this is taking so long, fucking hell, can she just come already? And obviously he's not thinking mm-hmm. that, that's that's just me. And I and when I was listening to this podcast, they were, they were talking about how, um, how actually the reason why we probably have those thoughts is because women are socialized so deeply, especially in the sexual realm, because sexual sexuality and like heterosexual heterosexual sense is very patriarchy led and it's because women are socialized to feel desire from someone else we're not socialized to feel desired because that's what we should be it's you're desired and someone will tell you that you're desirable and it becomes the same with body image we as women feel body positive when someone is telling us you look great it's not because I, as a woman, know that I look great and that's how I should be. It's always someone else telling us. Whereas a man is socialized to be like, I deserve pleasure and that's just what I, sh- I, I need to get and that's what I have. Whereas for women, yeah, so... we are, we're also socialized 
to to never to not receive pleasure and that be the only thing we find it very difficult as women to have a man go down on us and that be the only thing we see it as a starter yeah. and then we then have to give we then have to to give um oral sex as like a thank you almost and we like if it was and the other I, way I no carry on you go I um I've definitely been in that position myself where I maybe if I'm not like so comfortable with somebody um you know previously I would like I will put my hands up there I know a lot of like uber feminists will come for me uh, and lambast me for saying that I've like faked an orgasm before but I think a lot more people fake orgasms than totally. we think and it's something that we need to think about and talk about because we fake orgasms for a reason I fake orgasm because I just want to like not do you know what Fiona this is so interesting and I'm just on on unraveling this in my head as we speak I don't think I faked it because I wasn't able to like reach orgasm I think I was faking it because I did feel like I was taking too long and I then kind of felt uncomfortable exactly I just wanted to like hurry it along because I didn't want to make that person feel bad yet I was the one lying there unable to actually reach exactly so you're a hundred percent right um and a lot more people fake it than you I think you said you've never faked an orgasm right no no well I think I have faked it I faked it I faked it with the gym guy because he was going down on me and I had exactly the same thing I had an orgasm blocking thought and I it was shit I don't know if I'm going to be able to come and then I was like he'd been down there for so long I was like I'm just going to fake it because otherwise he's going to keep going and it's not going to happen and I just want to get out of here and Actually, I think that a lot of people don't realize the importance of one, obviously, we need to do the work in ourselves to try and stop those thoughts and actually, um, you know, work on ourselves to know that we do deserve it no matter how long it takes, because fuck me, a guy's going to pound you until he comes and he doesn't care how long it's going to take. Do you think he's concerned about your vagina drying? No, he doesn't care. As long as he's pounding you, he doesn't care. So why should we? But then it's a it's a it's a huge like historical thing that we're trying to break. So, you know, it's gonna take some work. But some like physical tips that we need to start giving ourselves is a breath work is so important when orgasming. If you don't feel like it's if you feel like you're taking too long and or sometimes a lot of people um feel like they're on the edge and they get the thought and then they lose it you haven't lost it you just need to breathe into it and and you know learn about your own breath and the way to do that is through masturbation learn about how your body reacts to orgasms and when you need to take the breath but that is only through your own work physically on yourself that's why masturbation well, I've, is so I've important. never heard about this correlation between breath work and orgasm this is like the first time I've heard about it so that's definitely something I'm going to look into the mm. only time I'm ever conscious of my breath is like I'm in a yoga studio and they're telling me to yeah. breathe in breathe out and then I'm nearly passing out because I basically can't breathe so I never knew that that was a thing well whilst... the, well actually the reason why um the sound that is made the <gasps> the panting sound is actually not how our bodies are physically designed to have sex that's come from porn so 
we yes. just do that automatically because our brains are socialized to thinking that's how we have sex but actually it's a slower breath that we should be taking and because if you think about it especially like with any physical ex- exercise or activity running going to the gym when you breathe in and breathe out you're trying to slow your heart rate down and like you know take in the oxygen and it's the same with sex if you're panting and not getting in the amount of oxygen how's your body going to function so i think that that's really important that is so interesting fiona and did you were you watching that goop series with um gwyneth paltrow there was a episode fiona and again if you haven't watched it on netflix i really do encourage anybody to go and watch this series i thought it was so so informative anyways the um this the kind of episode that I'm talking about was this girl was unable to reach orgasm and the reason that she was unable to reach orgasm was because that she came from a really really religious upbringing I'm pretty sure that she was Jehovah Witness and she was a in a gay relationship with a woman and there was so many complexities as to why she couldn't reach orgasm so she was brought into a room with her partner and this masturbation expert basically taught her ah, the way I that did she watch could that. receive brilliant brilliant seri- um, episode rather the whole season in, in fact so this girl was reaching orgasm and panting the way we all do and this I'm going to call her a masturbation expert politely stopped her and just said go with the natural flow of your body and she was referring to this breath work that you've just referred to and she had mentioned that it's something that we're all so conditioned to do, which is to come in this kind of, oh my God, <laughs> that way, because obviously it's yeah kind of all that we've seen. Um, and I thought that was so interesting. And she just encouraged this girl to kind of actually come with the natural rhythm and breath of her body. So then the next time I was having an orgasm, I actually thought about it and I'm not saying I ever put on a dramatic display of orgasm I absolutely don't but I did realize that there was maybe a little bit of an unnecessary kind of that that thing that we all do and really it doesn't need to happen now I realize that the breathwork thing that you've referred to is actually an extremely useful and beneficial tool to achieve a more Mm amazing orgasm so that's definitely something I'm going to consider and look into a little bit more and I feel like the more that we can do to bolster an orgasm the better yeah and I it's so difficult especially with when you first start sleeping with someone to get out of your head and be like it's okay if I take a long time because like it's not a fucking problem, but we're so conditioned and socialized to think that it is a fucking problem because if we take a, because this is our thought pattern that we subconsciously are, you know, are doing is shit. If I take a long time, then he's going to be like, oh God, she took a really long time. I don't want to see her again. That's our thought pattern really. But then like, 
it can happen if you're in a relationship. Like, I mean, not that I was in a relationship with him, but, you know, the barber and I have been having sex for a year and, the, you know, it's happened to him, with him multiple times. And I actually said it once to him. He was um, at my house one time and I didn't orgasm. And usually I would. And it was because I had the orgasm blocking thought, oh my God, I'm taking so long. And I said to him, I was like, I didn't orgasm. And he was like, why? And I was like, I just thought I was taking too long. And he was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So the next time we Fair had enough. sex... I let him be there for as long as he want, like it took, and I orgasmed and we had a great time. Like, and, and did he say to me, "Oh, do you know what? You took a really fucking long time. I don't want to see you again," or like whatever? No, of course he didn't. He didn't fucking notice. Do you think they noticed? Yeah, how long I have gone given blowjobs for? Like, like I've had like lockjaw. They don't care. <laughs> and you know as well, Fiona, if you are. Um, unable to reach orgasm or for whatever reason like I think this study said between 10 and 15 percent of women have never had an orgasm and at least half of women um, surveyed were unhappy with the magnitude and the depth and the overall satisfactory levels of their orgasm I really encourage any woman having sex to do whatever you need to do to make sure that your orgasm is as amazing as it can be and that means if somebody is going down on you for example or having sex with you or whatever that may be and you are thinking in your head if he would only just do this or move in that direction or touch me there or grind on me there you've got two choices here use your big girl words open your mouth and say you know fuck me that way move your hips that way put your fingers here move your tongue there do this x y and z firstly I am sure that the person listening to that isn't going to be thinking oh my god she's criticized my cunnilingus ability the person will be thinking that is so hot that you said those words and you told me you what you wanted so option number one option number two take your goddamn fingers put them down there and yes. flick the bean to the sound of fucking music and do what you need to do. That person, 99.9% of the time, will also find that extremely hot. Grab their butt, grab whatever, and move it in a certain direction, in a certain rhythm, promoting your own bloody, putting your orgasm first. I've done it so many times where I lay there and I'm like, yes, I'm not going to say anything first. because yeah you just put your own freaking organ like what is it when you're on a flight right and it's about to come hurtling towards the ground people encourage you to put your own oxygen mask on first instead of the person sitting beside you not that you don't love that person but you need to save your orgasm first use your words and use your I own fingers that. and you will be grand and get out of your own head holy shit there is nothing more unattractive than lying there and thinking about the children the housework your client you know x amount of things but a lot more damaging is when you're lying there thinking negative thoughts about yourself when I can guarantee that the other person does not give a damn getting out of your own head is fundamentally one of the most important things that you can do for your own sex life totally I've got really interesting I've got really interesting stat here because obviously you know I said um that heterosexual sex is so steeped in patriarchy. It, how interesting is this stat? <clears throat> when masturbating, 95% of women orgasm. 
In first-time hookups with other women, they orgasm 64% of the time. In first-time hookups with men, they orgasm 7% of the time. Shit. So, really? 7%? So it's not that is bad. about bad so it's not about the women unable to orgasm or the man is doing it wrong it's our cultural script of heterosexual sex which is the man it's a it's a completely that because i'm i think with you know that's why um lesbian sex is like it rates the highest of pleasure when they've done stats or whatever it is. It's the highest rating for pleasure and comfortable and uh, positivity because women are feel comfortable with other women. And that's just the fact of the matter. We're not worrying about things like, is he gonna, is he gonna see me in a particular way? Because with other women, we know that that's not how we think and feel. Um, but it's just, it is a really interesting cultural script that we've grown up with our whole lives that we have to now break the cut, you know, the break it. But it's so hard. How the fuck are we supposed to do it? The only way is to work on yourself. But like, fucking hell, I've worked on myself. I know, like, you know, we talk about this stuff all day, every day. And still I sit there going, oh my God, Jesus, I'm taking ages. Where I know, I, I know how to breathe all this shit, but you can't help it. So I don't really have the answer. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's something that we're all working on. And I'd be interested to hear your thought on this. So, for example, we all know that a great orgasm is like 95% of it is your own mind, I feel. So if I am like you know he's going down to me or or whatever like you don't like you really do try to lie there and think about something like sexual that turns you on for example and some people need a helping hand with that because some people do not feel inherently sexy and they cannot really picture a scene in their head that will help would you be up for like asking a partner for example to like put on a little bit of porn to like lie and Mm. watch while that's happening because that's something that I would be up for but I would be quite not self-conscious I would worry about the other person thinking that it was like that they weren't enough but that's crazy because this podcast we we encourage so much about (laughs) openness but I even find myself that I'm like oh god I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings the same way he said you tell me no no you tell me I was gonna say instead of porn why don't you guys make your own video so with you guys that you don't need to put it on Pornhub or send it to me like you just make your own (laughs) video of your yourselves together it's just you guys in the room and when you're feeling like you need to be turned on and you need something visual which you know women generally are quite visual beings if you want to take a video of him going down on you and you need a bit of simulation then at least you're watching you know yourselves and you're getting on you turned on that by is, yourselves that is such a good idea that is a really really good idea oh, I am and that's full of great that, ideas tonight no that is it's a, it's a great idea and it's something that's definitely fallen off the radar as my libido has kind of dipped a little bit um and that's something I would have done like 
I would have been totally up for previously. And it's all, everything's so related, Fiona. And I think it's something that we talk about often and, and we'll continue to talk about it, how our libido and our sex drive is so tied up with every single aspect of our lives in terms of how we feel about ourselves, how we feel we're doing in life, um, how we feel in our own bodies. And I don't even have children to worry about. I can just imagine if, you know, mothers out there who are exhausted from, you know, newborns and babies and trying to keep children alive. Like, I'm cognizant that it can totally play havoc with your sex drive. And like Lisa, the relationship coach, says all the time, like, you have to prioritize your sex life because with how hectic our lives are, you don't just randomly chance upon each other in the bedroom. You actually have to set time aside and prioritize your connection and your sexual union. Like it has to be a priority. And that's something I've been acutely aware of recently, actually dedicating time to that nature and to that side of our relationship. Otherwise, you just wake up and realize you haven't had sex in three months. And again, mm. that is a lot more common than people think just because people Completely. don't talk about then, it necessarily people are not having enough sex and people on a whole do not feel sexually satisfied with their partners I completely agree and I think for single people on our you know our side of the table you have to prioritize masturbation and self-care and learning about your own body because if you're not having sex if you don't have someone to have sex with on the regular you need to prioritize that side because otherwise you just, it will become less important to you and there are so many knock-on effects. So if you are single, make sure that you are prioritizing at least once a week, twice a week. Like, you know, everyone has 15 minutes. Everyone can buy a vibrator. 15 minutes? And God, also, I need you don't need to fucking need a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Um, in yeah, response, that's true. It, yeah, a couple of minutes to be grand. Um, in regards to that Five letter, minutes. Fiona, I just want to summarize our our advice. Yes. Firstly, use your big girl words because it is important for you to direct your partner. They cannot read your mind. They do not know your body the same way that you do. So potentially you're trying, you're struggling to reach orgasm because eh, he's not really hitting the spot. Tell him what you want and he will find that a huge turn on. Get out of your own head, sit down with yourself and your vagina and tell yourself that you are beautiful and that you are completely what he wants. Let him lap it up like a dog with hot chips. Go for it. In regards to putting yourself under time pressure, I cannot emphasize enough how much he will be down there loving life and he will not be watching the clock the same way that you do. And also normalizing the conversation that you are not a freak. You are not abnormal. Every single woman on the face of this planet has orgasm, orgasm blocking thoughts. So make sure that you've got enough time set aside that you're not rushing it. And you do, you can't afford to take your time. That's my two cents worth. Maybe. I think that's brilliant. A great summary. And if you're worried about the smell, use our panty liner trick. Yeah. 
Yes. Use I'm the bloody use highlighter that. trick. And do you know it. what? Again, like, do guys really so care? So we're human beings. We're human beings. Like, we can't, like... We can't be perfect all the fucking time. And you know what, guys? Knobs stink as well. And do I complain about it? I've never complained about it. I just get over it because it's a human body. It's not It's not a Barbie God. doll. Anyway, another I mean, let's smelly, be, let's be, smelly knobs. Let's be honest. What I, okay, whilst disco fannies and dirty dicks are part of normal life, I would definitely encourage anybody, if you are going home with somebody after, let's say, a night of dancing on the town, go and, you know, bring a little flannel in your bag or a hygienic wipe or stop by the person's bathroom, have a, have a rummage in their drawers and I'm sure that you would find a little face cloth to wipe your nether regions Just with like because splash your splash it with yes. some water I, I i do think whilst it's normal i do think it is courteous to uh clean yourself yeah, of course. i'm not saying <laughs> yeah. i'm not so saying put your beaver you know in his face think. if he's got if you've got disco family <laughs> Okay, let me. I'm gonna end this on a on a malodorous malodorous minge. Malodorous minge. Um, I have a a girlfriend, and she what was dating a guy, and he loved it when she came off a flight. She was a flight attendant. And he used to grab her, clean off a seventeen-hour flight, like uh you know what do you call those things tights on like she would have had a horrendously malodorous minge walking up and down a cabin for 17 hours and he grabbed her because he loved that that was like prime munching time for him and he loved it when she was on her period like yeah i'm okay you know that there's fetishes for everything. I I'm not kink shaming. I'm quite... not. I'm not kink shaming. No, we're not. No, we're not kink shaming. That's actually quite it's a impressive. standard vanilla kink. Yeah, in, in the world of kinks, like you know, that's actually quite PG. So there are men out there that would actually, you know, be quite open to a malodorous munch, and that's okay too. So, anyways, check with your boyfriend beforehand. Check with your partner. Maybe he or she is into that sort of thing. Different strokes for different folks. A different folks. On that note, if follow the rest that, Laura. <laughs> oh, I love you. Like, I've never, I've never laughed so much at oh, you calling God. it. <laughs> it smells like <laughs> mackerel mixed with a kebab. <laughs> oh my god, let's never talk about that ever again. It's all good. Okay. I love you. And that, sorry. Wait, I have to just say quickly when um, when we asked our listeners what their vaginas smelled like, and one of our listeners said it smelled like skips, and I literally died. <laughs> Oh my god! Anyway, did somebody not <sighs> also say beef monster munch? I think so. Maybe yeah. that was me. Crisps, like, Anyways, really, <laughs> like crisps <laughs> feature heavily. <laughs> okay.
okay if you know a chart. Prawn cocktail minge. Anyway, we're getting carried away. All right, we'll see you later. See you later too.